Hello and welcome to the Jerry Joe Legion Edit Show. We are back tonight to look ahead to tomorrow night's game against Southampton and we'll also have a wee look back on what was a rather unfortunate and unlucky um, defeat to Wolves. Um, we've got Jenny back. Um, he's been on a few times now and we've got a, a debut for um, Jono who I understand is a is a Welsh white. So if you want to introduce yourself, Jono. Yeah, sure. Um, as the name suggests, Jono, uh, been a league supporter pretty much as long as I can remember. Um, my brother introduced me to Leeds, my brother, my older brother. I would imagine he would have been um, late 60s, early 70s. Um, and looking back now, I mean, obviously I don't get the opportunity with other things to actually get to Ellen Road and watch them as often as I'd like. But uh, when I was of an age, uh, I remember him taking me to Ninian Park to see a, a John Charles 11 versus Leeds United, um, which featured all the all the Riviera stars. So I, I fluked it big time, really. Um, all the stars were playing there. So that would have been about 71, 70, 71. Um, and I've gone up and down to, to watch them over the years. Um, it, it has been quite spotted. I'm obviously where I'm living. It's not quite the straightforward Certainly, back in the day, anyway, um, and uh, the games—the games that I've gone up to more recently, when we've been in League One, um, and I was—I I was fortunate to go up to be there for the Bristol Rovers game where we got promoted on that day as well. Um, so, um, pretty much gone down as my best sporting um, event that I've ever been to. Uh, certainly, most emotional. Um, some guy next to me who I didn't know was just bouncing all over me. I, my glasses were splayed across uh, my face. Um, just a very emotional day. And then drove back, straight back down from Leeds. And uh, I had to go and do half a night shift with the boys that I went up with. So it was a long, old day, but well worth it, you know. Um, so, yeah, I've seen them, seen them a few times in League One, a number of times then in the championship. Um, and then with one thing or another, I, I haven't been up here for a little while now. But, yeah, I mean... One club um, I've been all my life, really, um, and albeit that I can't get up there, I mean it doesn't um, it doesn't take away the, the desire and the passion you have for your team. Um, I read something interesting this morning on Facebook where it, somebody <coughs> said on one of the the Leeds uh, pages that depending on the result depends on how how you are for a couple of days after, and that's certainly the case for me. And my wife will testify to that. You know, um, you're all in hundred percent, so. You know, if the results don't go, go particularly well, she goes hides, the dog goes hides, and then sort of ties up with me sometime over the weekend. But yeah, I mean, um, 56 years of age. And as I said at the start, pretty much remember them from, you know, very formative age. My brother was a bit older, well, he's a bit older than I am. So I just followed in my brother's footsteps, basically. So um, that's pretty much where we are. How much influence have, Jono? I beg your pardon, how much does a John Charles influence have on? Because there are a lot, a lot, lot of Welsh supporters down there yeah. who, who support yeah. Leeds United. There are. They, you, I mean, um, I, I'm a member. I'm a member of one of them on the, on the, on the Super Six uh, Leeds United supporters club, which are basically out the Cardiff and Newport. And I know those guys are religious and going up. And I take my hats off to them. You know, they they are every week. Uh, there's another. There's another crew I know go from. From up the valley, but you know, in the South Wales Valley, where me and they, they, they have a minibus, they're up there pretty much all, all the home games. Um, yeah, uh, for me, the John Charles influence for me, not so much. I, I only became aware of John the older I got. It was certainly my brother that 
um, the, the sort of turned me on to Leeds. Um, as I said, that 68, 69, where they were just starting to, Revy was really starting to take a hold of the team and, and you could see what was was going on. Um, and I think my brother jumped on board and whatever my elder brother done, I just followed suit and it just stuck with me from there, really. Um, and of course, Terry Oreck, Gary Scrape, that kind of that kind of link was mm -hmm. always as well. But it was really, it was really my brother that got me really, um, you know, onto onto Leeds itself. And you know, of a lot of age, I, I can vaguely remember the the Chelsea Cup final, um, a lot more obviously the Arsenal game. And then I just remember crying my eyes out when we lost to Sunderland the year after. So. <laughs> Um, that that emo that emotion and that that uh, that state I gave myself in was has stayed with me <laughs> up until today. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean John Charles was was is a is a massive Welsh hero. Don't get me wrong, and um, very proud to say that he played for Leeds and you know that his name is is legendary in the, at the club as it is in in Uve as well. So you know, yeah. as as I got older and I understood a little bit more about it, that became far more apparent. But um, yeah, you know, it, it, it is where it started. That's what it is. That's where I am now, really. Mm -hmm. um, just uh, another another Welsh, um, another Welsh, right? One of my one of my actual first sort of as I was getting into supporting these. One of my first heroes was Gary Speed as well. So another another um, Welsh connection with a wee message there from from JK that comes on and he says he was there that day. John Oaten flew back to Northern Ireland that afternoon. I was supposed to go out, but I couldn't emotionally drained. Yeah, I, I remember, remember it well. All I can remember is Max Gradle getting sent off and thinking we'd blown it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, the, the Bristol Rovers game. It, oh. it was uh, it was a strange old business because you know it's a it's a it's a four and a half hour five hour trip from from where we're living. Um, so we were we were nervous as it was going up there, but then when that happened during the game, it was we were all the three of us were looking at each other. And it was like, oh, what's going on? Worst scenario, you know, worst. Um, was possible start well one start was towards, was it towards the end of the first half it happened wasn't it I can't quite remember yeah. uh, you know they, they scored in the second half John I think they, they got they went ahead just after half time if my memory serves me right yes right yeah yeah, yeah. but um yeah I mean the emotion at the end was pure relief um and um they, they came on the town and said, "Please don't go on the pitch." And what a stupid comment to make! You know, it was, it was, it was. <laughs> I remember it was that at the end of the game. But um, yeah, yeah, just walking on. Well, walking into a night shift in work, we got in, we got back into Cardiff about half past nine, quarter to ten, straight into the night shift. Um, we managed half a night shift, but um, just we were just floating, you know, um, scarves. Scarves above our heads, walking into the canteen in front of the Cardiff fans who were down there, obviously, and um, they couldn't say for a change. They couldn't say anything to us. They, they had to shut up and just take it. Yeah. So um, Friday night, we'll start tonight. Are we are we over it yet, or are we still a wee bit, a wee bit twisted and better about how it went? I, I'm I'm okay now, Jerry. Probably the fact we've got another game tomorrow, but all season. And we've said on, this, on, on, on your show, there's been a handful of games where you've been disappointed, where we probably haven't played as well as we can. But overall, we've, we've, we've done bloody well. But you know what? Friday took me back to all the years in League One, the Championship, particularly the last couple of years. I couldn't sleep. The game was going round and round in my head. And I just thought, 
I don't like this. It's the first time this season that I felt like that. Because I've just been enjoying it. I've been going with the flow like pretty much most Leeds fans. Absolutely mesmerised by the football and just, just what we're doing as a football club. But it bloody hurt me on Friday. It really got to me. Mm. Probably because I thought we played OK. In fact, I think we played better than OK. And we got beat by another jammy bloody goal. I mean, Meslier was, was superb. Cooper, everyone played really well. And I'm just thinking, how did Coops miss one of those chances? And I've seen the Costa one back at the end. And it's like, just put it in the back of the net. So I'm over it. Listen, I, I, I've said it a few times. I can't believe our Leeds fans go, oh, overreact. We got beat, but we didn't deserve to get beat. Oh, we're in a relegation fight. That's it. We've blown it. Jesus Christ. You know, we matched a very good, a well-established team in Wolves. And they're not the team they have been since they got promoted. But, yeah, I found that quite hard to take on Friday, Jerry. I really did. But I'm ready for tomorrow. I'm all excited now for tomorrow night, six o'clock. I, th I think one way to look at it is that, like, yes, we lost, we lost the Wolves. And as you say, like, Wolves aren't, the Wolves aren't a bad team. You know what I mean? They're, good, they're a good side. Some really, really good technical players. Um, the kind of players that actually if um, Bielsa had... You know, he, he would really, you know, take on to the next level. You know, there's already that kind of um, creative. Like, there's some of the players there that have, I think, really, really good. Um, but as you say, it was it's frustrating. I think more than anything, it's just annoying because we didn't play brilliant, but we had at least three or four really good chances that you know, on another day, we probably should have scored. I think Cooper's good. I know we talk about a hat trick. One of them was was like was you know, if you give that to like. Like one of the most potent strikers in the world, the one where he slid and kind of was trying, like he was beyond the post. Yeah. I would have been pretty, I would have been pretty hard for anybody to score that one. But there was a call, there was two at least that I thought he really, he really should have done better with. But at the end of the day, you know what happened? The Costa one again, you know, like it, it was kind of, it felt like it was, it was destiny. Where like the luck kind of came, where like the ball just dropped at his feet. It took like a couple of ricochets, dropped at his feet. Former Wolves player, equalised yeah. in the last minute. It's there, and just I don't know, just didn't happen. What? No. Um, what about yourself, John? How are you? How are you sort of reaction? What's it? A few days to think about it now. So, what are you thinking of the the Wolves game? Well, similar to, to what Ginny said. I mean, I I'm probably a little worse in the sense that I can't settle. Then, I mean, I, I try and settle down after, especially those type of games where when you look at the, you know the. the the injuries that we have, the team that we put out, and, and, and they were, I thought they played really, really well, um, considering the changes, you know, strategic changes he had to make. I mean, Phillips wasn't there. So at the end of the game at 1-0, my thoughts were that I, I, we, should have, we should have easily taken a point there, which has been a bit of a difficult result for us this season. It's either we win or we lose. But then as, mm -hmm. as, as it festered in me over the weekend, Especially when I went into work today, and obviously with the lads that I that I speak to, they're all into their football, and they said, oh, "What did you think of the Leeds game?" And I said, "I think we should have won." I thought the chances that were presented to us um, that you've already discussed. I think on the balance of played, I mean, a lot of a lot of Wolves they had a lot of shots from outside the box, and don't get me wrong, they got great players and they got that technical ability to score goals from there. <clears throat> but I I I was even worse today than I was on. Over the weekend, because I thought we should have probably won on the balance of play and on the balance of chances in particular. So, yeah, as Ginny said, just as well as a game now to try and eradicate that from the memory a bit sharpish. But I, I struggled 
to, to, to settle after it because I thought we, we, we really did to get deserve to get something out of that game, if not actually pinch all three points. Mm-hmm. Um so obviously then I think I think pretty much we're like most people, even though the the guys after the game um on Friday night, like we were all sort of felt like we, we like I think it was just frustration that we, we should have probably got something from it and didn't. Um, and then, as you as you say, Jenny, like there's been some like there there were basically in a relegation battle again. Of course, if you read um, social media, like you know, it's it's yeah yeah like um, Fulham are you know in good form. We've lost two in a row, and Fulham have won a couple of games, and the gap's ten points. You know, if he says you were going to be ten points clear of the relegation battle, um, like coming towards the end of February, you'd have been pretty happy with that. Like I think we would all have took that. Um, <laughs> And the other thing is that people like are, are kind of like it's like yes, Fulham are coming, but there's still like six or seven teams that are still below us. So even if like we don't this like if Fulham could win out between now and the end of the season and get away up with whatever amount of points they get, but there would still be six or seven teams that then still have to catch us, you know. So uh, like I think it is. I think it's it's crazy the way people are talking like about like as if you know it's a, a disaster. And with a couple of fixtures, I think the two next games. Or um, games we could take points in, um, obviously Southampton and Villa. So I think, I think there's points there for us, um, and uh, I'm definitely I'm not uh, I'm not jumping on this. Uh, as I said a, a number of weeks ago, look up and not down. And I think somebody said I seen something on the internet, and I haven't confirmed this myself, but somebody says if we win our next two, there's a chance we could go eighth. Do you know what I mean? So like we're, we're we should we really need to be looking at that rather than eighteenth. So. Um, I'm personally personally not concerned it for now, um, but uh, so the game um, tomorrow night. Then um, I think Bielsa's interview. He basically still no Phillips, still no Rodrigo. Um, all the other guys are kind of progressing, but nobody's nobody's back. Um, Laurenti's obviously available. He was on the bench um, the other night, so. Um, We'll go uh, start with Jenny. What what do you think? Do you think there could be changes for this game, or do you think we're just going to be much the same sort of sort of thing as, as usual? I, I, I can't see him changing it, Jerry. John, I, I think he'll look at it like we've looked at it. I thought defensively we were pretty solid on on Friday, like like Jono said, a few long range shots, which Meslier dealt with pretty well. I'd be surprised if he changed it. The only the only one he might look at. Um, and I hope he doesn't. I hope he sticks with Shackleton. I, I thought he did okay. It's not an easy position. We know that. But he's yeah. got that energy. And I thought the lad did okay for, for the hour or whatever he, he played on Friday. And I think it would be good for his confidence to give him another go uh, tomorrow night. It's whether or not he thinks Lorente is fully fit to actually start the game. But again, Struick at centre-half, you, you, you can't fault the guy. He's, he's, he's been doing a pretty good job, hasn't he, alongside Cooper? So... I think he'll stick with the same eleven. To be honest with you, Jerry, I'd be very surprised. Knowing how Bielsa works, he doesn't make change for change, does he? Unless he really has to. So I'm sticking with the same eleven. One of the things I've seen, and this this is going awkward here. So, um, well, one of the things I've seen was because Southampton tend to tend to play two up front. Um, mm. There was a bit of talk that it could go with three at the back, and. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the the man then that they were saying that could obviously Laurenti could come in and play alongside Cooper and Strick, and the man that would drop out um, is uh, Wel- Welsh international um, Tyler Tyler Roberts. So, Jono, you tell you tell me why Tyler needs to keep his place in the team. Why is what? Sorry, 
Well, he should be on the team. Do you, think, do you think he should be? Do you think he should he should maintain his place, or do you think he would be the one that would drop out if they go three at the back? I think he's got a lot of ability. I think it's just a bit of consistency. Is it lets him down in terms of having continual starts inside. Um, you know, on his day, he, he can he can produce something that will unlock mm. um, attack going forward. Um, he had his chance on Friday night. He was okay. He didn't do back too badly. Um, if he is going to go three at the back and, and, and you know, he goes back onto the bench and it's for the betterment of the team, then and so be it. You know, at the end of the day, we want the team to win. Um, so, you know, it'll be, it'll be watch this space, I guess. But um, I agree with what Ginny said. I think if, if, if there's no change in the pattern in terms of the team itself, um, then it's probably the same team that started against Wolves. Um, I think there's, 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 the back that back four, although there's still been some chopping and changing, it looks sort of settled now. It's nice that Alien's back on the you know, he's back at the right side. You've got Stroke and, and Cooper centre backs. They seem to be there's a bit of an understanding now, albeit it's only a short number of games that these our centre backs seem to play with each other before we've got to change them again. Um bringing Lorente in, if it's tactical and that's the way it be else who wants to go then fine. But outside of that, I would, I would, it would be state the score would remain the same for me, um, unless we get a remarkable turnaround in the injuries that we've got. But it doesn't look likely after the press conference today. No, no, I think, um, I think you're right, Jerry. He, do, he does normally he'll put sort of Phillips to fall back in that three, won't he? And, and sort of play it around. Yeah. But again, probably have with no disrespect to Shackleton, he's, he's, he's probably not not suited for that. <clears throat> the other thing. Do is maybe put Shackleton back to right back and bring Ailing into the into the back three where Ailing's done that position a few times. I think Chef United. Um, but that that front two is interesting. I mean, Danny Ings had a very quiet game. I'll be glad if he has a very quiet game tomorrow night. But Redmond's not an out and out sort of class as a striker, is he? I think you'd have had Shay Adams, who hasn't played from the start last couple of games. I, I could I could see him playing three at the back, but it will be interesting to see whether he feels our formation, even though they've got two up front with Redmond, we, we, we've still got enough in us to, to stick to the the trusted formation that he normally puts out. But, yeah, that's the only thing I could see. Um, but it's all about how fit Llorente is. They're clearly not going to rush him back this time, are they? They, they don't want to take any more chances. We need, we need that guy fit playing games. Yeah. No, I would agree with the, the Llorente situation. Um, I think... As you as you say, it's interesting with, with Redmond because it, it's a kind of similar situation where the the Crystal Palace game, where technically they kind of play like a four four two, but they had like a they had the like the second striker almost like he was kind of like more playing like a number ten than a number nine, and he did kind of more settle for the for the back four, and obviously Pops was there at that time, and he was still kind of playing a wee bit more, um, just as usual sort of position. So as you say, Redmond's probably like it's a it's like Danny Ings and then Redmond kind of in a more sort of free role. So it could very well be just, you know, go stick with the four. Um, just I wanted to mention on, on Tyler Roberts. He was one that seemed to be getting a lot of stick at the weekend. And to be brutally honest with you, I just thought, I just, thought the, just the way Leeds played sort of in the first half in particular just didn't suit him that much. Like it was, it was very much like we didn't, have a lot of the ball like Bamford was kind of isolated and Roberts was out like mm. they didn't see a lot of the ball in that first half 
And I thought he was, I thought he was a bit unlucky. Where like a lot of people were seem to be giving him a person. Like, but he's still very young, you know. I still think he's very young, and and uh, I think I do think there's potentially a good player in there. And <laughs> um, so, personally, what he done, whenever he come on off the bench against Arsenal, I thought he was very good that day. Yeah. Um, so I think with a game at home, um, to a team who aren't like they're not necessarily like one of the top top teams in the league. Um, so I think you know this could be a game that would would suit him, and I, I personally prefer and hope that we just go with the four at the back, and and you know where where we need to, somebody falls in and, and provides a wee bit of cover when, when necessary. But I just think we're a better team whenever we have a, a the black the back four or in the the three at the back. Mm. Um, so. Yeah, sorry. I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of Roberts. I always have been, and he's, he's never really had the chance when he's. Let's be right, he, he is a he was a striker, wasn't he, when we first bought him? But what I like about him and what he's done, as you meant, like at the Arsenal game, and he came off the bench for another game as well. I like the fact he runs at people. Mm -hmm. I think that frightens defenders. He's just, you know, he just needs a bit of a run, and it's that John O said. It's all about confidence, isn't it? Yeah, he's a little bit lightweight. Probably just needs to be a bit stronger sometimes when the ball comes up to him. I just like the fact he's not frightened to run at players and he can pass the ball. You know, he's he's, he's got it in him. But it, there's going to be a big decision to be made on him, isn't there? I think he's got, is it one season left or he comes to the end of his contract next summer? I'd like to see him stay at the club person, but maybe go out on loan and get some yeah. first team football somewhere, possibly in the championship. Maybe that so consistent. See, I was talk sorry, maybe the consistency I was talking mm. about is because he doesn't get you know 15, 20 consecutive games to just sort of bed in and, 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 and you, you see what he's actually made of, you know. But um I think there's a player there, and I think he's a very, very good player there, but mm. I don't think any player, unless you're world class, you're gonna you're gonna sort of flit in and out and then be expected to just turn it on like like that. It, it just doesn't work like that. I mean, it, you'll just need a run of games, I think. I totally agree. Um, but that's 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 a big decision coming up. But I like the lad. I, I, I think he's like you say. He's, there's a player there, and it is for, for any footballer. I mean, I, I thought Pablo looked good when he came on on Friday. I thought he got the ball. I thought he moved it around, and you know, I'd, I'd like to see Pablo get a little bit more game time. Um, I thought that was a, a really good substitution. But yeah, they, did they play five at the back, Jerry, on Saturday Southampton? Against Chelsea, I, I watched bits of it. I must be honest, I didn't watch I the whole game. I didn't see any of it. To be honest, I was, uh, I can't remember. What, I think I was watching the snooker. The snooker, so it's in the Irish guy was in the snooker. So That's I right, you were tweeting, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was watching it. So I didn't. I'm I didn't sure actually five it. at the back because he changed it. Um, and to be fair, Chelsea dominated them really without without hurting them on the bits I saw. Then I saw some highlights on match of the day, but. Yeah, I'd like to see us stick with that that back four because they are starting to get a little bit of a, a partnership now, Struick and, and Cooper. And I think we'd all agree <clears throat> Dallas at left back and, and, and Ailing on the right. I think that's 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 where we look more more effective. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what the man's gonna do. Yeah. See see with regards <laughs> to Pablo. Could I I don't know whether I'm just being crazy or not here, but could 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 Pablo fill that? Could could he play in that Phillips role? Like we've seen, we've seen like good, technically gifted, um, creative midfielders as they get older drop into a deeper role. So could could he do? Like he certainly has the range of passing, and I think he does have a wee bit of like 
he's not like your traditional number ten who doesn't like the tackle. Like he'll get involved. Like I, I think he could be like somebody that could be experimented at that. What, what would you say about that, Jono? I think I think you got a point from an offensive going forward. The passing is not going to be a problem. Uh, we we all we've all seen what his passing ability is like. Yes, he doesn't. He's not afraid to get stuck in. We've seen that as well. My only concern is at this level, um, if you've got somebody strong coming forward to you, we just might just be a little bit. You get might get knocked over a few, you know, a few too many times. We're saying that, you know, we we put Shackleton into that role on, on Friday, and it's an ext- it's an extremely difficult role to fill when when Phillips is out. And you're looking around, they've tried through it, and obviously there's been some issues there. Um, is it worth having a go? Potentially. Um, but my only fear would be that strength, the upper body strength of somebody quite burly like a Shea Adams coming into you and then trying to trying to sort of force him into a particular direction or put him in, put him into the side somewhere where he could probably just sort of railroad rail, rail, rail over you. But um, worth worth a shout. Offensively, not a problem. You, you know he's gonna he's gonna hit the pass and he's gonna be accurate. So it could well be worth having a look at maybe. What do you think, Jenna? I prefer your choice from last week. You got me thinking, didn't you, with Luke Ayling? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I, you know, I thought about that afterwards when we spoke. I thought, you know what? There's, there's not, a, not a bad claim there. I'm not so sure about Pablo. I'll be honest. Um, yes, f- finding players and bringing the ball out. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Do you think Yorente could be considered in that place for mm. a, a couple of games if, if, if he doesn't get injured? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm getting a of myself here, John. Two games in a row. No, but I just wondered with his experience. He's obviously centre half, pretty strong. You know, I guess we're clutching at straws here, aren't we? We're just looking for answers to something that the answer is. We need another player to come in who's who's more capable of playing in that role. That's that's the answer, really, isn't it? I think I think it is. As you say, it's it's like. We're, we're sort of looking for like what the solution is whenever, but at the end of the day, like we're trying to we're trying to put you know players in their position to fill the role of a guy who's who's now in England international, you know. So it, like he's he has a I think the more I watch Leeds without Calvin Phillips, it's like he's kind of realised just how good the guy is, you know. And and it, it is it, it's not fair either, you know. Like putting like Shackleton's still very young, and and at the end of the day, Shack like. I, I would love it if the solutions are like be it Shackleton, be it um somebody, you know, somebody else, because I don't really like the idea of splashing out twenty or thirty million on a guy who's going to be back up to Calvin. Do you know what I mean? Like I think like if you're gonna be spending a lot of money, um I would rather see somebody, you know, come into a position where they're gonna be first choice every week. Um, but you know, it's 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 an interesting one and it's one that we're gonna <clears throat> we'll probably yeah, we'll probably debate it and debate it until we finally do, you know, address the issue and, and sort it out in the summer. But um it's an interesting one. So on to on Southampton then, I, like obviously Danny Ings is, is the main one, but is there anything else in their team that um that would concern you, Jenny? Uh who's the midfield? Is it is it Prouse? The one with the Ward free Prouse, yeah. yeah, he's um, he, he looks a good player. Um, set pieces, corners, so we're gonna have to be wary of that. They pretty look, look quite strong at the back, and a player we were obviously interested in. I think you know, this season, Che Adams is starting to look the player that, that they paid the big money for. 
they're a decent team. They've obviously gone off the boil in, in recent weeks, months. It's not too long ago. They were top of the Premier League. Mm. And, and, you know, at, at that time, I, people were talking about how well Leeds were to, to watch, and rightly so. But I have to say, and Southampton and Villa at that time were two decent teams to watch as well, play good football. So <clears> it won't be easy tomorrow. And getting the point against Chelsea will give them a bit of a lift. I read somewhere that, is it Armstrong? He could potentially be back in contention for them tomorrow. He's he's, he's a decent player. So, won't be easy, but I think we'll have enough tomorrow. I think I think hopefully they're feeling like we're feeling, just want to get Friday out of the system and take it out on somebody because they know they should have got something. So, I'm going for 3-1 tomorrow. 3-1. And um, what, what about you, Donald? Yeah. Let's, let's hear your prediction. Um, well, there aren't no easy games in, in this league. Southampton have proved themselves uh, certainly after that 9 0 drubbing they had against Leicester when you know they pretty much turned around and they just went on that great run. Um, uh, I, I enjoy watching them, they're a good football team. They, are, they mm. have got some real potency within the team who, we, who you know we've already touched upon, especially pros from, from free kicks, dead ball situations. He's He's top notch, you know. He's an excellent player. Um, but saying that, you know, Wolves are for me. Wolves are in that, that kind of bracket as well. And, you know, we went in on Friday, and you know my feelings already on that result. So um, balancing it all up, you know, I, I, I'll go. I'm going to go two one leads tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I personally think that this is a game that we can and will win, and I think maybe two 0 um, which again, you know, all the positivity. I don't know is the positivity a good thing or a bad thing. I don't. I don't know. Was, I know the last time we were, we, we were all talking about what we were going to do to Everton, and we ended up getting mugged by them. Like, but, but um, I think even even the fact is like, whenever you look at it, like on paper, we've lost three of our last four games, but like, you look at that Everton game, and that game to me was two good teams, and it could have went either way. Um, the Arsenal game, we were awful in the first half, but we ended up taking some positives from the game because of how well they played in the second half, and we had the chances to get something against Wolves. So you know, it's just a matter of actually, you know, taking the opportunities and getting over the line. Um, but before we before we finish up, obviously we, we've sort of covered the, the game, and and it's it's we we don't really have a game to look back on against Southampton because we didn't we haven't played them yet. They're the only team I think we haven't played yet in the Premier League. Um, but one thing that I wanted to sort of talk about was um, Bielsa has been sort of talking today, and it looks like he's kind of like basically said, yeah, he's going to be there next year unless the board don't want him kind of thing because that's the kind of guy he is. I would suggest that that's no surprise. Would would you would would you say there's any surprise there, Jono? No, not really. Um, he seems settled. Um, you know, in every in the interviews that he gives, albeit through a, an interpreter, you, you get you get the feeling that things are things are settled there. He, he certainly seems happy around the city where he where he's living. You know, with, with the people um, that he interacts with. You know, the Costa stories are legendary, um, and everything at the moment seems to point towards he wants to be there for that next for next season and our next step. In, in terms of recruitment and development and to see where we can actually take the team. Um, 
you know, I, I, I kind of read the sound bites, so I heard the sound bites and read, read the quotes today on, on Twitter uh, during breaking work. And um, as, as you've already suggested, it, it does sound very positive at the moment. Um, he isn't going to say nothing at the moment, which is typical. He's going to leave it until he's ready and when, he, and when we see the white smoke again. Uh, but at the moment, yeah, I, I'd say that we, we'll see him next year. I think sort of what he said was was like basically, like I, I think he almost didn't want to like say it was almost like you know like well you know wait and see what the board think of how I do in the next part of the season before they they want me you know kind of thing, and he but he was very positive about the about the board and he was like saying you know they're a good good place to work a good people to work for and that he likes the city he likes Yorkshire he likes England. Um, and but then he also like he made a wee comment about like the the, the plans for Leeds United are bigger than kind of as him being a coach. So it's kind of you know it's like I don't know like like obviously like the amount of crap Leeds have been through like with owners and, and different people, mm-hmm. but it's it's really encouraging to say to hear somebody like him who knows football so well, um you know speak so highly, um so, like what do you think, Jenny? Do like. A couple, a couple of years still, and, and oh, bring, uh, bring Hockaday back, Jerry. Come on, bring Hackenbottom <laughs> back. <laughs> no, I think it's brilliant. He's clearly, clearly the happiest. You think he's been the happiest he's been anywhere he's, he's, he's managed. You know, he's managed Leeds now. I think more than any other club in terms of games. He has, yeah. It's, it's just so down to earth. You know, he seems to have a great relationship with. With Orta, with with the CEO, uh, with Angus, and obviously with 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 Radrizani. but Bielsa being Bielsa, he just just plays it all down. You know, if he lost every game now between now and the end of the season, we stayed up. We want him to stay. Uh-huh. They want him to stay, and they're clearly, you know, when, when you read what Phil Hayes putting on the Athletic and, and and the local radio journalists, they're clearly already discussing and identifying players that that he wants here next next season. So I, I, I think I think a couple more seasons is definitely on the cards with Bielsa. But for him, it's just he, he likes to work in that way, doesn't he? Leave it till the end of the season. I'm cool with it. But I think it would just give everyone a lift. I mean, it wasn't until the Liverpool press conference that he, he basically said, yeah, I'll be here, I'll be here this season. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, it, it would be nice to get it done and dusted before the end of the yeah. season, wouldn't it? It really would. And hey, we all want him to stay, don't we? He's done a fantastic job. And I think there's, you get, I'm getting quite excited. There's clearly some big plans for the summer, isn't there? Not just with the recruitment, but they're clearly working on, there's a new training ground, obviously, and then extending the ground. You get the feeling they might even announce something on that, you know, going into the summer. So it's brilliant. And I think he wants to be part of it. And I hope he is, as, as thousands and thousands of us do. So yeah, fingers crossed. We've got him for at least another season. I think it just it kind of almost like just made me laugh. Where like it was like it was just so like you know like like we all are like like he's like as clo- as close as it gets. Like they, you know like 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 he could probably leave now, and there would be people like advocating for a statue of him outside the ground. Like you know what I mean? And yeah. uh, <clears throat> and like he's like. Well, like you know, like if the club want me, you know, I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll probably stay, you know. But they really need to, like, you know, decide if that's if I'm what they want, you know. And we're just like, just, I'm just, just saying the contract, just, just stay. Like if you, if you want to stay, if you want a ten year contract, you can have a ten year contract. You know what I mean? It's just, 
Like he's just, I don't know, he's just it's so. And like as you say, the thing about the Liverpool thing, like 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 what football managers, he was basically working on a zero wars contract or something there. Like you know, he was he was out of contract, working away, doing whatever, and and he's like, oh, I by the way, I signed. like like these are these aren't small numbers we're talking about. Like he must be on like I think it's like I remember reading the numbers or something like whatever it was a year, but then he obviously pays his staff out of that money and all, and it was. But it's big money, like, and he's just like as if it's like just something so trivial and menial, you know. It's like you know, like, oh, you know, like actually having job security and, and contracts is beneath me. You know, I don't need to, I don't worry about that sort of stuff. You know, I just need to need to get on. Like, I just love the attitude. I just think it's brilliant. Like, and uh, you know, we just like the things he's done for for Leeds. Like, we've all we've all been through it this past six, this past sixteen years. There, like, we're just like. Just, Few managers come in and you get a wee bit excited for a wee while and then but you know consistently and as you say there's more to it than uh than just you know being in the premier league it's about building a club that's going to be sustainable in the premier league you know it's not just we're up here and you see so many teams in the premier league who will just it's like like the old expression where you throw dirt at a wall and hope something sticks yeah. you know it's 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 a plan, and they're yeah. and they're really looking forward. And I think that's brilliant. Like that, I really think after everything that the club's been through, it's it's um it's quality. So we'll um we all have leads to win tomorrow night. Um, obviously, I don't, I don't. Like, I'd probably settle for for a nine nil, but like, we'll we'd probably take <laughs> one nil. We'd probably take one nil too. But um, no, um. I just hope I just hope we get back to winning ways and just because if anything I just can't be arsed reading social media and all the negativity and all the nonsense all the all the idiotic you know all this oh BLS is rubbish and he's rubbish and he's rubbish and whatever but three points clean sheet and a a hat trick for Bamford would be would be nice but um, that's that's me and my fantasy Premier League talking. <laughs> what, what odds am I going to get on that, Jerry? If I look on my uh, my Paddy Power account, I tell you what, it'll probably be better odds than your boy from Antrim winning the snooker at the weekend. So <laughs> you, you'll get like you get less odds on it. So you'll, but, but anyway. no, I think, I think it does. You know, you know, I can't do with all the negativity on social media or whatever else. But we just need to remember, you know, majority of us would have taken fourth from bottom at the start yeah, of the absolutely. season, and yet. People still want to come out with all this crap and slag players off and, like you say, have a go at Bielsa. Just, just think where we are today and where we were three, four seasons ago. Yeah. This, is, this is work in progress. You talk about a plan and Radrazani had that plan when he took over as to getting us out of the championship. That was the first part of this plan. He's now got another plan to make us, as you say, a viable yeah. business, but also a, a team that's going to compete and he's going to get better and better each season. And that's going to take time. You know, we spent a hundred million quid in the summer. Now, it wasn't like two lone players here and somebody from non-league football. We spent a hundred million pound. You know, let, let, let's let, let's just take that in. That's a lot of money. Nobody expected us to spend that much. You know, we knew we were going to have to invest. And I think they'll spend a similar amount, maybe not quite as much, but they'll spend a big again this summer. They know already where they need to bring in and strengthen. You know, mm-hmm. as we've said, they work two, two, two transfer windows ahead. And I keep saying it and people can say it's boring. It's absolutely brilliant what we've witnessed so far this year. And I've always <laughs> been proud to be a Leeds fan for over 45 years. 
But I'm so proud and it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And we'll have our ups, we'll have our downs, but we'll be playing Premier League football next season. Good man. And every time I read those negative comments, my mind goes back to League One. John O'Gone, is he? Swindon, Swindon, 3-0. And I just there, Jerry? back to League One. Still, still there. Did you did you lose Jono? Have you lost Jono, Jenny? Have you? No, he's back. He back, Jono. That's a trouble. <laughs> yeah, so I was saying, Jenny, when I when I read those negative comments, that um, I just think of that trip we had up there to see Swindon at Ellen Road, and we lost three 0 And if my mind, ser- if my memory serves me, I think Billy Paint has scored an hat trick. Yes. Um, um, and I was, and that's a trudge, that's a trudge home after losing three 0 to Swindon in League One. I can tell you. So you look, you, you, you've got that and then you just juxtaposition that with where we are now and it's kind of like, hang on a minute, guys. Reality check, please. You know, you've just got to, you've got to, you know, we're living through moments and then maybe four or five years' time, other fans will look back and say, oh, I wish I was there watching that or being going through all those emotions, watching Leeds get promoted with our manager because you just never know what's around the corner. And we, we've got that back now after 16 years. Mm. You've got that feeling back where... And as Jerry rightly said, there's an infrastructure being built now and, and the future's looking extremely promising. So, fingers crossed, everything works out. Champions oh, yeah. in five years, Jono. <laughs> Champions just, We've just, we just, we just all this here sort of relaxing, talking, you know, like, be realistic, be realistic, Champions in five years. I, <laughs> I, cheers, cheers for that. <laughs> We're allowed to dream, Jerry. Yeah, you know. but what do you have sometimes? Certainly, whenever we were, as 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 you say, as uh, John says, whenever we were sitting and when when Max Cradle got sent off all them years ago, did we think we would be would be here? But uh, but no, um, it's uh, I think it is. It's it's very important that we remember. And as you say, we spent a hundred million pound, and we spend it on. Two Spanish internationals and a German international. You know, yeah. it's not like we're it's not like we're going out blind and and picking some young guy off the street and that he might be good, he might not be good. We're going out and like the like Germany, what seven years were world champions and Spain eleven years ago were world champions. So these these countries are are producing very good footballers and we're going out and we're signing them and and I'm all I'm all for it as long as they as long as they fit in. And maybe even we'll, we'll get them fitting on the pitch at some stage. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and the, other guy, the other guy they bought, Jerry's not bad. I know you quite like him. What the hell is it, Rafina or something? I don't, I don't know. Who he is. Right player, <laughs> oh, do you know what? I, I'm sitting here now, and I'm just not. I'm not getting attached to him because because everybody. Sure, he's going to Liverpool and he's going to Man United and he's going to all oh. these places as not. So, but no, as you say, I, I don't. I love the guy. Absolutely love that guy, and we had a good we had a debate about him on Friday night. Um, James and uh, Brian were uh, were talking about him, and like James wasn't impressed by him, and and Brian yeah, sort of thought, thought, thought it was funny that really good. Yeah, was really good. I was I was I was entertaining. I was kind of sitting I was kind of watching the two of them, and then obviously like most of them have kind of been like mostly in agreement, and and then I was like watching the two of them, and I was like thinking like. I actually just kind of sat for like long, long periods, just letting them talk, thinking this is far more entertaining than anything I have to say here. Like, you know, it's, it was, uh, it was, it was good hearing it. it but um, I think his delivery I, I thought he played quite well. I thought his set pieces, particularly from free kicks, 
we, we actually looked quite dangerous. Some of his corners were a bit off yeah. Friday, but I thought he looked more dangerous Friday with some of the set pieces. Yeah. And we looked dangerous as a team, which we haven't done for, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily associate leads being good at set pieces. No. But I thought the overall game probably wasn't at the levels we've been used to seeing. So I quite, I kind of got Brian's point and James's point. But my overall yeah. point was that there was still some good quality that he produced. As I say, Cooper probably could have scored one of those set pieces on another day. Um, so yeah, but no, it was. It was when I watched it back on uh, Saturday morning. It was. It was a good, good entertaining show, Jerry. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The um, well, uh, hopefully, hopefully there'll be there'll be no cause for debate tomorrow night. It'll just be a good a good drubbing hand it out, and everybody will be happy. But no, definitely Rafinha for me. Um, he really could have, and another night we would just sort of a wee bit more luck and stuff. He could, you could have been talking about him having set up three goals there, just just by his set pieces. And as you say, his corners give the man a free kick. And like I was like, some of the angles you're looking at it and thinking that's a terrible angle for a free kick. And the next thing a Leeds player is straight in yeah. with an opportunity to head the ball. Like, you know, there'll be teams certainly weary you now going forward of giving free kicks away, sort of in between you know halfway line and their penalty box because when you've got the ability to get accuracy and, and get that power into that cross, it'll cause chaos. And I love it. <laughs> Bring it on. I love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, go- I'm going to make one one prediction before we, before we finish. Liam Cooper will score tomorrow night. And I'll tell you why Liam Cooper is going to score tomorrow night. Because Pascal Strake should have had a hat-trick against Crystal Palace. Okay. And then he scored, he scored in the next game. Liam Cooper could have had a, a hat trick against Wolves, and he's going to score in the next game. So that's your that's your prediction. That whatever the result is, Liam Cooper will have scored a goal whenever I'm back on here tomorrow night. As soon as he does tomorrow, I'll you a message. Yeah. <laughs> as I see, 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 see. hat trick, John. When we've got a, a Cooper goal, it might be it might be worth a little bet. That. <laughs> Party see if I'm See if I'm sitting here tomorrow night and Liam Cooper scored an own goal. I'm not. I that <laughs> don't, I'm don't not. I'm not. That's it. The end. The end of the channel. The channel's end. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> winning, winning goal. It'll be Jerry. The winning goal. Yeah, I would take it. I would definitely take it. But um, yeah, so I think um, I think we'll wrap it up here, and uh, hopefully, as I say, we'll um, we'll get a good result tomorrow night. We, we've all predicted a win, and I've made a few a few predictions there. So you know. We'll see what happens with that, but um, but no, um, thanks, Jenny's been on. You've been on a good few times now, Jenny and John Owen as yeah, debut. We've, we've had a few, we've had a few Irish, obviously a few from around Yorkshire and a Welsh. So I need to get a Scottish um, Leeds fan on now as well to to make that. And and I have when you think of the history that Leeds have with Scottish players, there's bound to be a lot of Leeds fans in Scotland. So. That's me. That's the next the next challenge. So, thanks to thanks to Jono and Jenny, and thanks to everybody that's watched. And uh, fingers crossed, we'll be in uh, we'll be in good form. I think Brian at the minute is is, is me and Brian tomorrow night. So if, obviously there might be someone else come in between now and then, but at the minute it's me and Brian, and hopefully it'll be a, a jovial conversation. Um, so thanks everyone, and thanks for your time. Thanks, Jerry, Jono. Nice to meet you. Take care, mate. Take care. All the best. Take care.